Welcome to the Global Australian Podcast. I'm Johanna Pittman, CEO of Advance, the Global Australian Network. We're the non-profit organisation committed to strengthening Australia by nurturing a globally connected mindset at home and abroad. One of the ways we do this is by shining a spotlight on the impact of extraordinary global Australians. In this podcast series, we meet 25 game changers recognised in the 2023 Global Australian Awards. These remarkable individuals generously share their stories with us, giving us insight into their international career journey, its highlights and challenges, and what motivates them in their work. I hope you enjoy getting to know the inspiring game changers of 2023. In this episode, we meet Faso Taloa Sam Saili, a 2023 game changer in the Indo-Pacific impact category. Faso Taloa Sam Saili is the co-founder and CEO of SkyEye. Sam is a technology expert and community leader driving digital transformation and tech adoption in communities across the Pacific. I guess to kick off, uh, if you could share with us what what does a day in the life of, of Sam look like? And, and tell us a little bit about what you do. Uh, first of all, it's an honor to be on the program. And thank you very much for inviting me along as well. Um, so I'm Faso Otauloa, Sam Saili. I'm a co-founder and CEO for Sky Pacific. Um, we are a technology company, but for my role is, um, I guess what we, uh, I've always been a good listener. I believe that could be one of what they call superpower. And I'm also able to um, put myself uh, in other people's shoes, if that's what they usually say, in terms of trying to experience what others try to convey to you. Um, so I think, uh, and because I've also been in the tech industry for over close to 30 years, um, and so I know a little bit about technology and what potentials there are and I'm able to relate the story that or the challenges that uh, people that we work with and then I try or me and my siblings and the company try and uh, create a enabling technology or software that can then empower them to perform what they are trying to 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 achieve and then we uh, because they they do the. They they're the one that makes the difference. They're the one that are on the ground and, and doing that every day. And we're just trying to empower them a little bit more with technology. And then we step back and watch uh, the magic happen with their work. Um, so we've been doing this for about almost ten years now, and we've expanded from Samoa to Vanuatu, Tonga, and Solomon Islands. And yeah. Tell us a little bit about um, some of the challenges that you face as an IT company operating in the Pacific and what are some of the challenges you're trying to solve for the people using using IT where you operate? Right. So this was identified very, on, very early on and is part of the reason why we founded SkyEye. Um, we've always noticed that the major platforms that are there um, that are easily able to transform other economies and other um, way people uh, live and, and, and work, uh, it never really translates to Samoa, into the Pacific, because our infrastructures are so different. 
and the the those platforms and and programs were developed on the infrastructures for developed world so all the infrastructures is very easy to access but in the pacific yeah so it, it's been it's decades behind what other the, the developed world is so we uh we we understood that quite early and we had to make to to then step into that gap and what we call ourselves as localizing localizing technology for our people um so things that there, there's usually uh, maybe three or four components that are not there then we try and create those components to link it all together and then make it work so it would be similar to solutions overseas but we just localize it for our people and um yeah so so the 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 challenge at the moment what we see is the new the digital economy the global digital economy and our people are being are not being included especially our grassroots because there's so many barriers for them so there's the barrier of accessing internet there's a barrier of uh, e-literacy knowing how to use electronic devices and then the language as well all the 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 platform from overseas are always in english or just the major languages so um our grassroots our street vendors are not able to be on the same uh playing field and not included in that digital economy so that's where we've been trying to um one of our key uh, focus is trying to uh, create that uh platform so that they can be part of the digital economy it sounds like an, an enormous um task ahead but something that you've you've broken down into those pieces um did you always see yourself doing this did you think you'd run your own company at at this point in your life yeah so i think it it, it started from the our culture um our culture as in is about serving there's a word that we use as tautua which is serving before you're able to be a leader and our culture has always been like that of my mom and dad made the sacrifices on to try and provide for a better uh upbringing for us and we're always been taught to serve others and this is just one way that we are expressing that uh uh culture by providing this platform or and many other uh services that our company provide to serve our people um so that they can perform their own um uh, 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 uh task and purposes um the some of the i think one of the major challenge that uh we face is or i face as well is we can identify uh, this sometimes it's quite painful to identify a lot of opportunities that we are able to see that we can may probably do two or three things differently uh on the tech side or process side and that can help resolve those but we don't have enough uh resources so those are some of the things that is quite painful when we see opportunities and gaps that can easily be resolved or not easily resolved but we know how it can be solved but we don't have the resources to focus on it so we have to sometimes shut uh tunnel vision and only focus on what we can influence because um yeah technology is 
as, as you all know, is transformative. And there's so much opportunities that it can help in so many different ways, but um, we have to, yeah, we have to understand that we can't solve everything and we have to focus on only certain things that we have the influence to be able to solve. You talked about that sort of innate um, desire to serve and also um, this these challenges you see. Tell, talk us through your journey from maybe from high school to studying at Deakin and then and then developing this idea to have the company and building the company up. Talk us through what that journey was like and and, and yeah, the, the sort of um, evolution of, of your goals with that. Right. So we've always uh, grew up being very limited in terms of resources. So we had to always find ways around uh, and find solutions that uh, are usually not uh, not the norm because the resources were not there. So we had to always be creative. We had to uh, work around or go over us or whatever we had to do to, to, to find the to fix something, um, so yeah, so that's uh, that's always been there for us because of uh, resource constraints. And then as we go through, and that kind of uh, useful for uh, education as well. Uh, that that thinking of problem solving, problem solving, problem solving. And then when we went through the education, uh, we, uh, whole uh, academic life was through the local government system uh, from uh, primary all the way to uh, what we call college before going over to uh, Deakin University for um, my bachelor's degree. And yeah, so in, in, in that, oh, that's the first time I've experienced uh, overseas, uh, living overseas and the culture, a different culture overseas. Um, so the, the, the the lessons or the ingrain of into us of problem solving also really helped trying to adjust to the cultures and trying to adjust to how uh, life is and how the academic uh, processes work in uh, Melbourne. Um, and so, um, and then from there we came back with the the, the focus of helping our country. Um, because it was a scholarship, you know, we also have obligations that we have to serve our country when we come back. And while we worked through different organizations, and I say we because uh, all uh, our siblings went through that uh, process, working, uh, going through scholarships, coming back and serving our uh, government, but we always found that there was a limiting factor in making those decisions that can make a difference. So that's where we decided to create our own company so that we can make those decisions and make the impact that we believe we can we can make. Absolutely. Well, such an incredible journey and thank you for sharing kind of that evolution of it for you and your siblings. You're recognized in the Indo-Pacific Impact category, which really is about recognizing sustained impact over a long period of time over mul in multiple countries. And um, what does it mean to you to be recognized as a game changer in the Global Australian Awards? Well, when I first got the, the 
the contact from Ivana, I actually asked Ivana if she's got the right person, because I did not think that I belong in that category. Um, it's a it's it, it's a trait, I guess, for our family as well. It's very hard to take compliments, and we just don't really look at um, the 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 external. Um, verification or that we, we just believe in what we're doing and so if I mean being recognized is absolutely amazing uh, uh, being selected um, but yeah like I, I mentioned uh, we uh, I don't think we're doing that anything about what we've been asked or what our purpose is so we are quite um, I am quite um, uh, Honored to be selected, and hopefully, if this does also uh, open up uh, other opportunities, not only for us but especially us in the Pacific, that we can be put into those uh, decision-making uh, roles, then that will be a, a great uh, opportunity as well. Um, I think one of the things that was mentioned was uh, what do you call the, the, the highlight of some things that we've done. Um, and I guess one of the biggest highlights and milestones that we saw is a street vendor being able to accept a credit card payment from America. Um, the street vendor had no idea that they just got an order and paid by a credit card. All they know that they just got an order and they were fulfilling it and then they got paid through, other, uh, through mobile money. But that alone was a milestone because even now, our government ministries are not able to accept credit card payments. But a street vendor was able to accept and continue to accept credit card payments from all over the world. Uh, without them knowing, without them understanding the tech, without having them need, without them needing to know the tech. All they know is they've got an order, they're going to get paid. And that's the magic that we, we want to see, what the, the way we want to happen. And yeah, so it's, it's, we're literally now uh, opening up our street vendors to the global market, to the di global digital economy. So that's, uh, it, there's still a long way to go. Um, there's still a lot of hurdles that we need to overcome, but yeah, that was one of the highlights. And yeah, a street vendor being able to accept credit card payments when our ministries and pretty much a lot of our uh, uh, enterprises can't accept credit card payments. That is, that's a wonderful highlight and thank you for sharing that. My last question for you, Sam, is about just advice that you find yourself giving to those um, maybe starting out in their career and what do you tell them when they look at what you're doing uh, with admiration? Um, I think I mentioned a little bit about listening, understanding and being able to uh, look at the problem that they're trying to solve from their perspective. Uh, uh, it, it, you can't get away from that if you want to make an impact. You have to be able to walk in their shoes. So um, learning the technology, learning uh, a lot of the theories and um, programming is critical, but you can't use that and those won't be impactful if you can't uh, understand the problem, especially when people are trying to relate that to you. So it will have to be something that you learn 
um, as you go along, especially you have to be on the ground. You have to, um, uh, and that's what we've always been been doing, is we actually go out there, sit down with them, uh, with uh, whoever our uh, target uh, market is at that time, and then understand the problem from that perspective before you can actually make an impact and be sustainable because um, it, 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 it will ensure that your solution keeps getting used over and over and over if it's being if it's effective and impactful so yeah I think that would be my my um, two cents that would uh, give to those that are starting off and yeah um, and also yeah it, it the I mentioned that we don't really look at external verifications that's something that you'll have to also uh, try and and um, uh, and learn or yeah because most of the time you it will fail most of the time it will look like it's not working but unless you understand it and you know exactly what you're you're looking for um, the external verification is not that important thank you for listening to this episode for more inspiring stories of global Australian game changes please go to our website advance.org <laughs>